What is good, everybody? My name is Jasmine Booker. I am your host for Auto Talk with Jazz. I am here trying to give a different narrative in the automotive industry and or just give the woman's point of view on the automotive industry, whichever one you like to go with. You know what? I should probably put that as a post of like what my intro should be. I'll do that because at this point I don't have at least five different intros for this podcast so at this point I'm tired of trying to make a decision if y'all could make that decision for me that would be amazing anyway if you have not been following definitely follow me on auto talk with jazz that is on Facebook Instagram Twitter even YouTube even though I haven't been doing these last couple ones as visuals because your girl look a mess and she gonna stay looking a mess right now just because you know it is what it is I mean but eventually I'll get back to doing videos that was the whole point of me doing this as a, a revampage was for me to actually start doing this back as a video type series and actually doing shorts and stuff it's just your girl's been lazy and it was easier for me to just do this as an audio for right now so for at least the next like the ones that are visuals that are coming out are usually the um the conversations that I've had with people or the interviews I've had with people because they were already like zooms and everything and your girl was looking raunchy then too but it is what it is but anyway back to what we're talking about this episode last episode we were talking about whether or not you should stay in one place or you should swap out and you know I feel like sometimes you just got to figure out which one you want to do and which one you don't want to do and if you are doing it then you go do what you got to do because it's what your prerogative anyway and also we talked about the fact that I had a whole issues with talking or saying the word seniority i still have yet to try to see that say that word and at this point i'm not even gonna try because it is what it is anyway this episode is going to be a part of the series that i started which was the shortest shortage series where we talk about just different things that have been a shortage in the automotive industry the last one that we talked about that was a shortage was the actually I don't think we've had one that we talked about that was actually like a shortage I think this was just hold on I thought we did maybe I'm you know sometimes this is what happens is whenever you are supposed to have been talking about something and you didn't talk about it uh okay so we did do a shortage one i do apologize i'm looking back at my notes it was the communication shortage in the industry and today we're going to talk about people shortage and some of the strikes that have actually been going on if you remember there was a shortage on parts um a couple years back and actually we kind of go through that every few years but obviously COVID took that out the way well 
COVID also took another thing out of the way, and that was people. And it was because a lot of people were realizing, one, obviously we couldn't go to work. So going and making parts was up for debate on whether or not they were essential because people weren't driving. But when they became essential, then we had the issue of a whole bunch of parts being stuck in California in the water. So, you know, because things were getting backed up because obviously there was a people shortage on trying to on transportation and transportation is actually still a part of the automotive industry because cars are a way that you go around, you you know, you get to and fro. And so at this point, it became a issue of you know, people being treated right because there was shortage of people, therefore people getting overworked and at sometimes underpaid. And you kind of saw people then go on strike. So I think even last year we were still having people on strike. I believe it was GMC's people who were on strike. And I think it was Ford or it might have been either or it might have been vice versa. But and GMC has a lot of cars, especially in America. It has Chevrolet, it has GM, it has Buick. I think Ford had a couple people. I think Ford has Lincoln or used to have Lincoln. So there's like a lot of companies that own different things. I think at one point, Toyota, uh, Mazda was owned by Ford, then they went by themselves, and now Toyota owns Mazda. So, like, there's a whole bunch of things that, there's a whole bunch of, like, different cars that, and manufacturers that own each other, and if one goes out, then they all go out type situation, and so that strike really did put a, a pushback onto the industry, because when the workers went on strike, one, parts weren't being worked on, or parts weren't being uh, made. Therefore, there was an issue with whether or not we were going to be able to sell parts. So I work as automotive claims adjuster and I work on the warranty side. So basically what that means is, is when a part goes out on your car, that is not due to, um, to like an accident or to someone making, uh, putting aftermarket parts on their vehicle for like for fun so like not adding mods or anything of that sort onto their vehicle or you or a person not taking care of their vehicle by getting regular maintenance done or putting wrong size tires or whatever the case may be if it's something where it went out due to wear and tear and it was something because the manufacturer didn't make it right or whatever we cover it but it became an issue when the manufacturer itself did not have the parts needed and there were any aftermarket parts available because sometimes the OEM, uh, the people who make the OEM parts also make the aftermarket parts and therefore whenever they go on strike, then that means the aftermarket parts as well as the OEM parts are done or the people who are make the, making the aftermarket parts are not offsetting the fact that people who are not making the OEM parts, everybody's going for the aftermarket parts, 
and no one's making aftermarket parts more or faster. And so you have that issue coming into play as well. So now you have to figure out what are we going to do for there? And then obviously it becomes you, you, everything's on back order and you have no estimate time of arrival. You have no estimate time of completion. Now the customer is upset and you're trying to figure out what can we do? Cause now the manufacturer or the dealerships and the shops don't have any loaners to give out. There's no loaners available because it's, um, traveling season and all these other things and you're stressed out because you have people calling in cussing you out you got the repair facility getting cussed out and so they cussing you out and getting frustrated it is a bad situation so that's kind of the reason why i want to go into how does the shortage affect us and kind of how can we better deal with shortages because i feel like we kind of it's now clockwork like we had a shortage of people in 2020 and then we had a shortage of people actually i think in 2017 so it was like every three years just about we have a shortage of people because then people are upset with how they're being treated it goes viral the next thing you know people were like we're gonna quit we're gonna do this we're gonna do that and then something happens and then everybody's happy again and then every three years like we just go through this whole spiel of i'm unhappy we quit we're back we're happy we're unhappy we quit we're back we're happy like it it's something that we kind of can see so if we can get the repair you know the companies to to get ahead of it before everybody quits that would be great that would be really really great and also if y'all could kind of stop upsetting people that would be great but it's companies so honestly the one of the other things i really wanted to talk about too is how it affects other employees because it sucks when like i and i've seen it with multiple companies where we'll have a shortage of people or there's not enough people there and then what happens is the company will put more onto the employees that they have then they work them they work them they work them they're like oh you get overtime but then it's like is that overtime work it worth it does that overtime is it worth the stress that you're is going to come with again working in basically a call center slash you know insurance thing sometimes getting cussed out all day every day or getting someone's attitude because you can feel their attitude through the phone sometimes it's not worth it and like i i i i have a lot of family members who were in the mental health field where like and I've seen them where they get drained talking to people and they can talk all crazy like to each other and you wonder sometimes is working for a company like that like worth it or do people actually care how they treat you because again we usually have to talk to between 20 to 40 different people 
So 24 different people a day for eight hours a day. So you're looking at 40 times five. And if they force you overtime on that sixth day, you usually are working seven and a half to eight hours. So what 40 times five is 200. And then you're probably going to get another 30 people on that last day. So you get 230 people a day. And 230 people times four, which is 920. Am I right? Yeah, 920 people. So you got 920 people, and I would say, geez, I would probably say 80% of them call in upset. That on your men- that that messes with your mental health after a, after two years. So for people to stay at a company that's a call center for three, five plus years and be able to go through that and not take it home, and if you work from home, not have it affect the rest of your home like that, I applaud people who can do that. Because at this point, um. First of all, I, I'm I have grown only but oh so much and uh I'm I'm not that great. I'm getting there. You're not through with me yet, but got some issues that I need to take care of and I can tell you right now, you talking crazy to me is not it's not great. And I again, not through. I'm still working on me. But you have almost found the wrong one. Or the right one, depending on what day you got. Okay. But anyway, I just feel like it really does affect employees because it affects everybody. It's like a snowball effect. It once you get have a shortage of parts, sometimes you have a shortage of people. And they kind of go back and forth. Either the shortage of parts is because of the people or the shortage of people is because of the parts. And then next thing you know, it snowballs into an effect of madness. And nobody really cares or talks about that. And usually the shortage of people will then affect the atmosphere of companies. I feel like negativity breeds a lot faster than positivity. And if you are so negative at that point, even calling in, you're sending that to someone and for someone like me who is sitting at home in a room by herself I don't have anywhere to put that except give that to the next person and it becomes difficult and I don't think a lot of people think about that so you have to be mindful some of us are just doing our jobs okay so if we ask you to negotiate on something or say hey we see it this part we're not saying, oh, you have to do that. Negotiate. And if you don't know how to negotiate, just say that. Because it ain't my fault you can't negotiate. And some of y'all shouldn't be able to negotiate because that's y'all's jobs. That's how y'all became managers. And for those of you all who aren't managers and don't know how to negotiate, it's fun. Whenever you have the right people to negotiate with, it's fun. 
Just saying. As far as the shortage of people, it really could affect you. I do know that there's a couple companies that I've worked for um, just recently that went bankrupt and had to move because they literally couldn't find enough people to offset their losses because it was a revolving door in that company. Like people are coming in and out, I think every three months actually. So having a shortage of people, even if it's not on a global scale, having a shortage of people in just a company because they have bad management or because they have bad ownership, it does affect you long-term because and let's say it's just one person that affects it. Even if that person is good at their job, sometimes it's better to let that person go than to continue your failure. And I think some companies see more of the money. And then whenever they realize that they've been so focused on the money that they didn't focus on what it meant to just get rid of the, the cancer it it stu- it sucks so like and I'm explain or story time so I worked at one company ooh how long ago was this like 6 years ago yeah 6 years ago now um I worked at this company they were borderline about to be bankrupt they had a They had a service writer, amazing at her job. And I mean the best, absolute best. She knew how to take care of the customers, or at least the customers that were hers. Um, If she had been there, I think eight, nine years. And if you were on her bad side, like she was almost devil reincarnated but if you were on her good side she was real cool she was real laid back like I you know after me about to leave once I was about to leave like we really did click and I I follow this person on Facebook real cool real laid back I think she became a director at somewhere um but I mean I will say she was a beast to reckon with and therefore it became kind of this toxic work environment to work with her because she would run people off and I think part of it was because in the automotive industry there's this thing of you don't work together because that person could potentially be your um that's that's sadly enough basically you're going to have to go against them like that's not your friend that's your enemy that's the person who's taking money out your pocket that's taking food out your mouth like that person is your enemy that's your nemesis that is your competition that is your competitor like you are supposed to go against them you can't unless they are not in your uh, in your in your clique or unless they are not in your part of the company you cannot treat them nice and like the area that she was in revolving door because people cannot work with her and therefore you know management kept her on because she had great numbers 
eventually she had run everybody off to the point where they couldn't ignore it. But at the point that comp- it was too late for that company, I wouldn't say that she was the specific reason. There was actually way more reasons of why that company filed for bankruptcy and everybody left. But a lot of these service issues kind of stemmed from her. And like even people who were cool with her were saying it. And, and it became one of those things of you can't always pick the people who are great at the job more than the atmosphere. Another situation, I was at a company where it was, again, family-owned. Both of these are family-owned. And this is where I say getting too invested personally will affect your business because similar situation. Um, Service director was really good. But he old pals with one of the technicians, but he was a parasite to the company. And again, real cool kind of with the service director. I mean, personally, like I think we were nine, ten years apart. No. No, no, no. She graduated she was almost she was eight I'm sorry. That was the other person. She was 18 years my senior. Like she legit, (laughs) she graduated the school that I was, uh, that I graduated from in the year that I was born was the year that the school opened. So that's how we knew our age difference was because of that. But anyway, real cool person. I mean, if she reached out now, I personally, I would hang out with her just because she cool people. But at the same time, she was very much so cool with people who I felt like she shouldn't have been cool with because, the again, we were in the shop. This person left for two weeks. In the two weeks that this person left, we had made the company more money in a month than they had ever made in any other month. And we had been told that by multiple people in the higher management that this was the most amount that they had ever made in the company's history in a month. And it was to the point where both the service director and the general manager had gotten hefty bonuses from the corporate level. Dude had left. We, I mean... There were people who had 10, 20 year, you know, bad blood with each other because this one guy was over here just being a nuisance. And even though she saw it, she still was like, y'all need to be nice to him. Y'all need to do this, this and this. But he had brought so much negativity and he was making other people uncomfortable and making people not want to work with each other and became one of those things of, Whenever we were all divided, he got more money. But then whenever we were all together, he still got the same amount of money. But because he wasn't able to be the lead or he wasn't the person who was like everybody cared about or whatever, or he couldn't manipulate people the way he wanted to, he wanted to take his ball and go home. And it became one of those things of like, 
why would we play ball with someone who didn't want to play ball with us and wanted to just use us for to make money but yet whenever it's the shoe on the other foot or whenever it switched he got mad you know and we kind of had to figure this out that sometimes shortage in people is because it actually helps to believe it or not like and I'll explain how we were down in, in this scenario y'all have to to explain to y'all what happened he wasn't the only person who left for two weeks we were down a service writer we were down two technicians and I think we were down a parts person and we made more money shorted with less amount of people than we did with them there say that again we had less people we weren't even full up we had less people and we had even more or less people because we had lost people due to covid and people leaving then lost people then when we got more people in then we lost more people because they all went on a trip or all were like quit or whatever so we had five less people than usual and we still made better numbers sometimes having a shortage of people is not all the way bad and sometimes getting rid of the people that your company is telling like when your employees are telling you something is wrong sometimes it's okay to believe them if it walked like a duck and quacks like a duck it's a duck well it should be a duck do your research before you figure it out it's a duck but overall if someone is telling you that something's going on and it's multiple people do not ignore those signs sometimes you ignore the signs because that's not what you want to hear but sometimes ignoring those signs are not the greatest thing and at the end of the day you should not ignore those signs you should be mindful of what's going on I truly absolutely 100% believe that and it is what it is again your prerogative it's what you make of it it's what you do with it but shortage of people is not always a bad thing but if it is a bad thing sometimes and it goes right back to it I said it last episode write it all down what are the what are the things that people are telling you is wrong if it's if it's something that keeps popping up change and it's okay to change first of all change is scary it's all outside it is the scary the scariest thing that you could do is change because it's not guaranteed but nothing in life is guaranteed if anything was guaranteed like some of us would be in different places in our lives be mindful of what is going to change but i can tell you it sucks whenever you change when you don't change and you've already seen what that change can do and it if it comes to a point where it's too late it sucks and you have to deal with the consequences of your actions it is what it is but 
that's what I think about the the shortages uh, of people that have happened. I think a lot of it could be um, could be preventable, but also at the same time, I think sometimes shortage of people just because you don't have as many people as you need does not mean that you can't be successful. I think it just you have to always be mindful and open your eyes to the possibility that less is more and instead of saying more is more because if you have less is more and you're able to be successful with the people that you have and getting rid of that one to save many is great and do it but if you can't be mindful of that then something needs to give and if you can't give it then I feel like you probably shouldn't be where you are at this point if that's like a continuing a continuous issue like if you constantly ignore problems and you constantly are losing then sometimes you shouldn't be where you're at and sometimes you should just be somewhere else and maybe that's just your calling of you might need to go somewhere else and you shouldn't be afraid of that (sighs) anyway Next episode, we are going to be listening to the interview that I did with someone that I've actually already had on the podcast whenever this was um, downshift offense. I actually did. I had this person on before. It's Louise. uh, First, uh, I just want to apologize, first of all, um, because I've never said her name, her last name correctly. I think she has said, she has told me her last name and she has said, listen, you're going to get it wrong. And I'm like, I know I'm going to get it wrong, but you've been on here twice and I cannot say your name to save my life. And I, I told her in, a, in her face, I'm going to say it now. I'm going to put it on here. I'm going a, I'm to a put it up on the the post for this episode but I'm gonna let you know let all y'all know right now I suck it is what it is I tried I really did her name is Louisa Asaparty I did her name like I did everybody else's that I do on um on claims like whenever I like they're like oh what's the first and last name and what's your name and then like I had to figure out how to say street names and stuff I did her name exactly what I did to everybody else but it is what it is because as you can see I can't say a whole bunch of words I can't say names I can't say words I mean I'm still having an issue with seniority so at this point I don't know what you want me to do here but um next episode we are going to hear our second interview I will put our first interview back up as kind of like a throwback uh, so that way you can hear that one and you know what we talked about then that one was two hours long I'm gonna have to cut that one short Uh, this one has was shortened down great (laughs) Um, but we talked really good about you know finding confidence she's a coach she was actually she didn't do automotive stuff she did heavier heavy equipment so like farming equipment and she's actually from Australia so we've had someone from Canada someone from America and now someone from Australia 
and like her journey and how she was able to kind of make changes in her going from being a technician to a coach and what that's like and what you can do to find your confidence and so I'm so excited to for y'all to hear the interview and what's that's like <sighs> anyway again if you haven't like subscribe follow let me know what you think about this episode what's your favorite and um what I might do is start doing like shout outs and stuff like that so if you are following me and you leave a comment and you do a hashtag uh let's do hashtag people shortage if you do that then i will give you a shout out on the next episode after the interview so we'll do another episode after that interview about kind of doing a recap on the confidence thing and some of my take on it and we will go from there but if nothing else i do hope you have a good week and i will see you next episode Bye.